Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this live session on the latest advancements in hypertension treatment, focusing on renal denovation therapy. I'm your host, Metri, and I'm thrilled to introduce our special guest today, Dr. Vivek, an expert in cardiology and hypertension. Dr. Vivek, thank you for joining us. Hi, Matri. Thank you so much for having me here on this platform. Uh, today, definitely, we are going to talk about something very interesting that's happening in the treatment of hypertension, that is high blood pressure. Uh, and it's a great pleasure to be here, and I'm ready to take your questions. Thank you. To kick things off, let's begin by addressing the burden of hypertension. Can you tell our audience about the prevalence and significance of hypertension in today's world? So, uh, hypertension is, Matri, a, a disease which is widely prevalent and most of the time it is kind of say that we are not exactly aware how big the problem is. So, by a rough estimate, you can say that uh, in adults more than 40 years or more, about one third of them would be having high blood pressure. The unfortunate aspect is that, that among all these patients who could be an, uh, by a fair estimate could be around 1.8 billion people in the world, almost one more than uh, two-third or 50% are actually not aware that they are having high blood pressure. And by this, you can really imagine how big this problem is. Thank you, Dr. Vivek, for highlighting the magnitude of this issue. Now, let's discuss blood pressure control. What percentage of patients with hypertension have good blood pressure control? So, uh, actually, if you see, hypertension is like a silent disease. Most of the people don't have any problem until very late in the disease course or natural history of the disease. Interestingly, that if you see, as I said, that about more than 50% of the people above 40 years don't know that they are having hypertension. And the people who know that their blood pressure is high, almost 50% of the patient don't take any kind of a treatment, any medical therapy to maintain a good blood pressure. And if you, you come into your question that what percent of the patients who actually have a good BP control, it's so in the people who get treated, more than 50% of people don't have a ideal blood pressure control. And this is very unfortunate thing because we all know that high blood pressure causes heart attacks, it causes stroke, it can cause it can cause renal dysfunction, and all it's it's like a package with all the cardiovascular disease that it has. So it's very important that the blood pressure in a hypertensive patient is adequately and uh, properly controlled. That's informative, Dr. Vivek. What are the reasons for non-ideal control of BP? Okay, so uh, blood pressure you see in 95% cases, you can say that it's multifactorial. You don't know exactly the exact what is causing high blood pressure. It can be genetic, familial, environmental, lifestyle, and mix of all of them. It's just in just 5% of cases actually, uh, we know exact cause of blood pressure. So if you ask me that is hypertension or high blood pressure is curable, I will say that in 95% of cases, it's not. It's just the 5% cases where you know exactly what is the reason 
it could be a problem with the renal artery it could be problem with certain hormonal diseases that can cause blood pressure and if you treat the primary cause the blood pressure can be treated but in most of the patients that is 95% of the patients hypertension is a disease which is managed that is which we try to control it's going to be there lifelong so we have to uh, uh, make sure that these patients are treated for their life unfortunately there is a lot of reasons why such patients uh, more than 50% of the patients don't have an ideal blood pressure control the reason i think the most important reason is uh, inertia or resistance from the patient side about taking medicines there is a lot of reluctance of uh, taking blood pressure treatment or tablets if they are advised the problem is that in most of the patients just one blood pressure medicine doesn't work they need at least two or more medicines and if you increase the tablets there is lots of resistance from the patient that why we need to take multiple drugs so it's very important that patients should be made understand made to understand that your bp control should be ideal anything less than that is not adequate if you need more than one drug to take or control your blood pressure it's very important that you take that apart from that there could be some genetic factors that could be related to progressively increasing high blood pressure and that can uh, cause that the drugs are not working so there is a group of patient we call resistant hypertension whom even three or more medicines are not able to control blood pressure so one is patient compliance this is very important lifestyle lack of lifestyle measures this is very important and some genetic or familial factors they you can largely say that why their blood pressure are not adequately controlled now let's dive deeper into the concept of resistant hypertension what exactly is resistant hypertension and how big of a problem is it actually this is actually a real problem unfortunately uh, by a rough estimate about 1/3 to 1/4 of patients of blood pressure they don't have their blood pressure controlled despite they been very judiciously taking their medicines that is they take the drugs if you advise them three or four drugs they take it but the blood pressures are not controlled adequately what is ideal blood pressure control look in a hypertensive patient that the patient who is having high blood pressure we need that the blood pressure should be in the range of less than 130 that is systolic and 80 mmhg that is diastolic but still if we if we if we extend the range it should never be more than 140 by 90 mmhg so in a person or a patient whom the blood pressure is not controlled below 140 by 90 with three or more medicines this is what clinically we call resistant hypertension and these are the patients who are very high risk patients of having adverse cardiovascular events in near and long term future so this is what is called resistant hypertension that that three or more medicines are not able to control the blood pressure adequately and they compound about 
one third or one fourth of the that is about roughly 20 to 30 percent of the patients of all hypertensive among all hypertensive patients thank you for explaining that dr vivek now let's move on to the exciting part of our discussion the latest advancements in hypertension treatment what's new in the field of hypertension treatment so uh, after resistant hypertension this becomes very what you say uh, i can say that a reflex question what to do for such patients that as a doctor as a physician as a cardiologist i am advising a medicine to treat blood pressure and i am advising multiple medicines and uh, we are not able to control the blood pressure and this is very helpless situation uh, for anybody for a physician for the patient it's it's really a bad feeling but thank god i'll say that medical science is advancing as per the need of our body uh, the disease process that is uh, you know that cardiovascular disease is 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 over increasing ever increasing uh, problem and thankfully medical science is doing its due and we have lots of new things happening in the blood pressure control and in that respect one treatment that is available now in india what we call is a renal denervation therapy it's a very innovative and a very promising treatment for controlling blood pressures in patients whom the medicines are not working thank you dr vivek can you please elaborate on the role of renal denervation therapy in hypertension treatment so as i said that uh, about one third of our patients whom we are giving blood pressure medicines they are not adequately controlled uh despite them taking their medicines properly and we also know that if we don't control the blood pressure adequately it's going to have a very bad impact on the heart on the brain and the kidneys of the patient so in such patients renal denervation therapy becomes a very promising therapy or tool to maintain an ideal blood pressure or at least try to achieve an ideal blood pressure goal in such patients so i see a great promise for rdn patient uh, i i see a great promise for of rdn the short form of renal denervation therapy in such patients whom uh, we are actually not able to control the blood pressure thank you for that explanation dr vivek how does renal denervation therapy help in bp control uh it's very interesting that uh, to think about that you do something related to the nerves of the uh, kidney renal means kidney and it works for uh, control of blood pressure uh for in that regard just to make you understand so blood pressure control is is maintained by multiple levels we have receptors in receptors in our body that sense the blood pressure and they give they give the feedback to the brain and from brain there are nerve channels nerves going around to our blood vessels to our heart and to the kidneys that help to regulate blood pressure that is suppose if somebody's blood pressure is low the receptors in the body well, basically the carotid receptors and the baroreceptors we call it just to give you the medical term they sense that the blood pressure is low and they give give this feedback to the brain and from brain 
the sympathetic system the adrenaline system is stimulated what it does it stimulates the heart so that the force of pumping increases the rate of pumping increases so that the blood goes more blood goes in the system it goes to the blood vessels the feedback that helps to uh, narrow the blood vessels so that uh, there is a resistance and blood pressure will increase and the most important role is kidneys the nerve inputs to the kidneys what it does is that it stimulates the kidney to release very important hormones that is like the main axis of blood pressure regulation the renin angiotensin system we call it and here this role of kidney becomes important so the bp is regulated at multiple levels what happens in a blood pressure patient high blood pressure patient that this system is dysregulated the body is not able to sense an adequate bp that the blood pressure is adequate and in such patients most of the time the sympathetic system is like overacting it is over stimulated or what you can say that it's permanently stimulated they are they are constantly stimulated to release hormones and certain signals that keep the blood pressure constantly high and here where here is the role of renal renovation therapy that it's it's very intuitive that if you cut the feedback into the kidneys that is causing the kidneys to overact and keep on releasing hormones like renin you are going to control the blood pressure and this forms the hypothesis the basis and the logic how renal renovation therapy can work in patients who have high blood pressure that is you cut off that signal from the brain to the kidneys so that the adrenaline system doesn't stimulate the kidneys to release hormones which are directly responsible for uh, a high blood pressure and i think this explains how rdn works that's insightful dr vivek now can you describe how renal renovation therapy is performed okay so uh, this therapy sounds uh, interesting okay uh, so how do we do this how can we cut the nerves to the kidneys this is very interesting uh, the best part is that there is no open heart surgery so there is no open surgery uh, i am a interventional cardiologist so we we believe in doing things minimally invasive uh, minimally invasively that is through the arteries and the vein and obviously you can guess that if if an interventional cardiologist is talking about rdn it means that it is to be done with something which is uh, not requiring a open heart open surgery so how do we do this uh, anatomically the renal nerves that our targets in rdn are are there around the blood vessels of the kidneys they are very close to the kidney uh, vessels the renal artery and uh, since there is a constant flow in the renal artery the blood flows constantly what we do is that we have a access from the groin the femoral artery uh, through that we go to the renal artery through a catheter and there is a very special catheter uh, uh that is meant to deliver radio frequency energy at the level of the renal artery what it does is that this therapy in this treatment 
that through the arterial access which is done under local anesthesia so no general anesthesia is required we go into the renal arteries we take a radio frequency catheter which is a very special catheter uh, and we deliver radio frequency energy in the renal arteries what it does is that it doesn't damage the renal arteries but the heat radiates around the renal arteries and they burn the renal nerves around the arteries and this is how we do we select the branches and the main vessel main renal arteries on both sides some people can have accessory renal arteries that is extra renal arteries we target that also so the procedure time can be about 1 to 2 hours depending upon how many branches are to be uh, treated that is how many nerves are to be cut through the this process so we don't actually cut it we burn the nerves around the renal arteries this procedure is done under local anesthesia no open surgery is required some mild sedation is needed because sometimes some patients may feel some pain during the procedure so we give mild analgesic that is painkillers and slight sedative so that the patient doesn't feel a lot of discomfort but after the procedure the patient can be discharged within 24 hours and this is the beauty of this treatment so in gist this process is done under local anesthesia no open surgery is needed we do a radio frequency ablation in the renal arteries what it does it doesn't damage the renal arteries but it burns the nerves around the renal arteries and after the after the procedure the patient can be discharged the next day so this was about in rdn how we do it doctor vivek how safe is the procedure okay so as i said that safety is very important so a treatment should not be done just for the sake of doing it's important that it patient it the it impact the patient positively so whenever we do a procedure we always do this risk and benefit analysis and we don't offer a treatment which is riskier and the benefits are less so for rdn that is renal denervation therapy i can tell you confidently that it's a very safe procedure as i said that our targets are the renal arteries we don't do anything uh, else so we treat the we do treatment in the renal arteries and it doesn't damage the renal arteries so obviously we have to choose the patients uh, we have to screen the patient we have to select the ideal patient so if somebody is already having a issue with renal arteries we don't do this procedure in that what issues there could be uh, there could be narrowing in the renal arteries there could be some dissection in the renal arteries these uh, this can be acquired or congenital so we don't treat in such situations because we need a normal renal artery to work so it doesn't cause any damage to the kidneys it doesn't cause any damage to the renal artery whatever complication happens it's just the local complication Uh, the puncture site there could be some bleeding there because it's a major blood vessel that we are getting uh, take uh, we are taking our catheter into as an access so local complications could be there that there could be some mild bleeding that could be managed so overall the risk is about 0.01% so it's it's a very less risk 
procedure and whatever complication happens it just happens because of uh, a routine angiography whatever complication that happens in a routine angiography that is local hematoma or bleeding that's it otherwise it's safe for the kidneys and it it doesn't it causes any problem to the renal arteries also the next question on everyone's mind is renal denervation therapy effective and is its effect durable and this is very important so as per the latest data what we can say is that that uh, in about 80% cases this therapy is going to work great it's going to really reduce the blood pressure and how much blood pressure reduction we expect so overall we expect that there could be a decrease about 10 to 20 mm hg in the blood pressures this may be variable we have patients who show dramatic uh, improvement in the blood pressures there are patients who show less dramatic or less uh, uh, significant reduction in blood pressure it all depends the mechanism of uh, uh, the blood pressure to start with so in patients uh, who are going to respond they are going to respond really great and we are confident that about 80% of patients they respond very well with this therapy regarding the longevity of the effectiveness of the procedure or durability of the procedure Uh, so what we can say that that as per the data that we have uh, so it's a new treatment uh, and uh, uh, anatomical studies have been done in uh, animal models so in them what we see is that the nerves don't regenerate so the treatment is based on cutting of the nerves and if the nerves don't regenerate obviously there will be uh, no recurrence of the problem to start with uh, we have data that more than 3 years data we have now and we have found that the blood pressure control is consistent yes it will not result into complete uh, uh normalization of blood pressure what it will do is that in people who were having high blood pressure not easily controlled by the medicines or medical therapy in them it will be able to uh, uh, the add on procedure will help to reduce the blood pressure to the target level so we were dealing with resistant hypertension and uh, patient and we were thinking that what to do to control the blood pressure in such patients this treatment will come as an add on so it is not the the first treatment for blood pressure it is as an add on treatment for blood pressure management uh, and uh, uh, definitely there will be all just some patients whom we can expect that there will not be any need of blood pressure treatment or blood pressure drugs after the procedure but what we are confident is that in patients whom blood pressure control was not easy or whom it the need of multiple drugs were needed in these patients it will reduce the pill burden and additionally it will uh, help to maintain a good blood pressure thank you for clarifying that dr vivek finally who are the ideal candidates for renal denervation therapy so uh, this is very important as i said that it is not the first treatment of hypertension that is high blood pressure at best it can be used according to me uh, that what i can recommend is that as an add on treatment 
in patients whom blood pressure control is difficult that is resistant hypertension so there are two types of resistant hypertension one hypertension is in people that who take the medicines regularly as advised as prescribed but the bp is not controlled so they are like true resistant hypertension patients but there are other patients whom you prescribe a medicine and they are not very diligent in taking their medicines they are not punctual sometimes they take they sometimes they don't take so in these two group of patients i think renal denervation therapy can be used and uh, should be advised because what it will help is that it will help to control the blood pressure uh in 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 uh, internationally there are group of patients uh in various trials that have been found that they want it as a first line treatment yes it can be offered but yes it needs to be discussed with the patients that look ideally this treatment is for resistant hypertension and people whom the blood pressure control is difficult but yes if you want that okay i don't want uh, it to be taken uh, a blood pressure therapy which i don't recommend so it can be discussed so uh, today medical therapy is changing we are moving from advice to what i can say is that uh, shared decision making that is it's not that as a doctor or a physician i advise a treatment and you take it uh, just on my words today in this generation of info uh, revolution where everything is access- accessible you can google renal denervation therapy and you can get to know all the things about it even something which may i have missed so today the time is of shared decision making that is i give the inputs you give your inputs and we decide together that what is best for you and uh, i think rdn we can put it into that category ideally it should be used for treatment as an add on in patients whom blood pressure control is difficult thank you dr vivek for sharing your insights and expertise on renal denervation therapy and hypertension treatment it's been an enlightening discussion any last message for viewers so uh, it's very important to understand that hypertension is a problem which is very prevalent unfortunately we don't go for regular checkups to check our to get to know so that we don't get to know our blood pressure it's very important to check your blood pressures and if it is found to be high you need to be compliant with the advice of the doctor lifestyle measures are very important for blood pressure control but it is seldom sufficient and it's very important to take the medicines regularly and yes if the bp is not controlled we have options in form of rdn that is renal denervation therapy thank you so much it was a great pleasure to interact with you thank you madam thank you to our viewers for joining us today we hope you found this session informative if you have any more questions or need further information don't hesitate to reach out to your healthcare provider we wish you all good health and well controlled blood pressure thank you for being with us goodbye